How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Optimize Self Podcast. Now, before I introduce today's awesome guest, I just wanted to let everyone know that my Optimized Man 10-week online program is now available. Okay, now if you're a man out there who's dealing with body image issues, low confidence, low self-esteem, who wants to improve their life, not only physically but mentally, then the Optimized Man program is for you. Now, I'm speaking from experience here. I dealt with body image issues throughout my teens, throughout my 20s, because I thought I had man boobs and I was extremely self-conscious of my chest. Even to the point that I thought taking steroids was going to fix my problems. I even used to wear t-shirts at swimming carnivals, never took my shirt off around anyone that I didn't really know, and was always walking with my shoulders forward, thinking that everyone was looking at me. I don't think that's any way to live. And that's why I created the Optimized Man program. It's designed so you guys can build healthy habits and have a healthy life, not just physically, but also mentally. It's a great program and all my clients so far have had great success. So if it sounds like you're something you're interested in, all you men out there, jump on and get to my website, optimizedself.com.au or you can check out what I've been up to on my Instagram at optimize.self. Send me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to give you a hand if it's something that you're after. The world needs more strong, stronger, independent men and that's why I designed this program so we can have a stronger society, stronger men and everyone can thrive. Now guys, the next guest is Coach Charlie. I first met Charlie through Real Movement, which is a mentorship program that we are both part of. It's a great platform for coaches and athletes who are kicking ass and they're pushing the limits with how strength and conditioning is done and how people live their live their life. So Charlie's got his own story. He was bullied in high school. He was a skinny little kid. And then he turned his life around and he's created change. And now he's packing on muscle and he's got a thriving personal training and coaching business up in Brisbane. He's got a great story and that's why I love doing this podcast because I want people to share their story and I want people to hear people's stories because you never know who you're going to motivate and who you're going to inspire. And that's why I do this podcast. So if you guys are enjoying it, feel free to leave a review, leave me a rating, send me a message, give me some feedback, check me out on Spotify and iTunes. I'd love to hear from you. Keep doing your best, guys, and I hope everyone's having a great day. Enjoy the podcast. Peace. Well, welcome to the Optimized Man podcast, Charlie. How are you going? Good. Thanks, Simon. Yourself? Good, Good mate. Good. Um, so for people that are listening, don't know who you are, Charlie, can you uh, give us a little bit of a um, bit of an intro to you know, where you are, what you're doing at the moment? Um, so me currently, I'm 19 years old, just personal trainer at Jets in Brisbane. Um, you know, obviously a room movement member, so I'm aspiring to go beyond that path, you know, go beyond PT and uh, studying sports science. So pretty simple at the moment, but um, I know in regards to like my coaching and diet and everything, you know, that's some complex stuff that I like to be really, really advanced in. So, um, yeah, just a PT, that's my title, but there is uh, you know, being movement, you know, one branch out from there. Yeah, sweet. So you mentioned Real Movement there. For people who um, might not know who Real Movement are or aren't part of the community, me and you met on a, um, well, I guess you could say it's like a mentoring program or it's a, I'd call it an online university really for, for strength and conditioning coaches, personal trainers and athletes. Um, that's where me and you met and have been connecting with a bunch of other athletes and coaches from around the world. And it's been it's been a big eye-opener for myself and obviously for yourself. And, you know, it's, it's a community of people that are just pushing the limits with, with uh, training, coaching, you know, information, even finance, you know. Um, so it's, I'm grateful that we got to meet on that platform. Um, and how long have you been doing personal training now? I know it might not have been that long, is it? Or has it been something you've been looking into for a while? Um, something I've been looking into for, I'd say, the past year and a half, you know. Um, I had someone, you know, open up my eyes a year ago, you know, to a few things. Um, and, like, you know, when someone mentioned, that, you know, sports science is a degree that you can do, you know, um, and personal training, then, you know, I was really 
And, um, you know, I was really inspired by that and I want to go further. Um, so I've been in Bremen for like six months and I can honestly say, you know, um, it's changed my life massively. I've worked so much from the last six months that I have in the past yep. two years of trying to be you know, PT. Um, and like three months of PTs definitely really, really set me up for that. And, um, you know, the other thing with Bremen is that like it's available for coaches. So if you're PT, sports scientist, physiotherapist, whatever. Um, but then on top of that, it's available for like athletes as well. So if you just want to train, just want to train well, you can have to be part of the programming. Um, yeah, for sure. Now, we haven't mentioned how old are you again, sorry? Uh, I mentioned before, I was 19. Yeah, yeah 19. So you're, you're yeah. not too far out of high school. So you've already dived straight into being a personal trainer. Um, were you looking at being a personal trainer when you were in high school and like doing sports and stuff? Oh, when I was, uh, I left high school in year 10. Oh, so cool. um, this isn't really related to the call, but when I left in year 10, I went straight into aged care nursing. Oh, cool. And then I pretty much found out my interest was not in nursing and it's instead in sports and health. So then that was when, you know, I went into, I uh, stuck around nursing for quite a while yeah. until I just got into jets. Um, but my interest eventually develop so you know sports science and then i was like i may as well do pt whilst i'm wanting to complete my degree you know um and then you know whilst i'm doing my degree i can join up for a room and learn a lot from there yeah that's pretty much my that. yeah that's pretty interesting though because you know people might not think they're related but the fact that you were already doing something like nursing aged care nursing and you were caring for people you know, personal training and coaching, they have similarities, right? Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. It was like caring for people. I was like, but I like it this way. I like, yeah. Instead of, instead of keeping people the same, you know, I very much enjoyed making people better. Yeah. yeah and that's where PT was definitely available for that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And is that what you love about doing, say, coaching or personal training is you really thoroughly enjoy making people, you know, move better or feel better? Absolutely. I think, you know, seeing people change is such an important thing for me. And, you know, um, I know like lots of coaches, like they just kind of, you know, don't have that motivation there. Um, and it's a big indicator because, you know, people say the same, but like for me, I honestly get so much enjoyment when I see, you know, a client change themselves in you know, four weeks, eight weeks, you know. Um, and I pick it up every time, every time, like I notice that someone gets stronger, I'm like, wow, you got stronger than last week or, you know. Um, you know, your quad muscles are actually a bit more defined this week. You know, they might not notice it, but for me, I love seeing it. So mm. I love seeing people prove, you know. Um, and if I didn't like it, you know, I don't think I'd be here at the moment. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Like, I notice that with my clients, like, they might not notice it themselves because, I mean, obviously you do, you know, everyone checks themselves out or, you know, is looking at their body image or, you know, seeing if they're leaner or maybe they're they're put on weight or something, but as a coach and trainer, you can really pick up on those little things. Like, like you said, like a client can come back after a week or two weeks of only training and their squats are a little bit deeper or they add like an extra two kilos on and they don't even realize it. And those, those wins happen like all the time. And it's, it's, it, I think it takes a good coach and trainer to be able to notice, to, to notice that, but also to be able to um, explain it to the client properly and, and, and show them like, you are progressing because, you know, results do come quickly, but they do take time. And sometimes those smaller results, a coach and trainer can only really pick up on and a client sometimes misses it, I think. Particularly exactly. body, how the body moves, right? So, yeah, that's mm. awesome. Um, so tell me a bit about Jets, where you're, doing, you're currently working and running your business. What's the setup there? Jets is a gym, like it's a 24-hour gym, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 24-hour in, no, uh, no lock-in, contract. Um, you know, I think it's a good place to start, um, you know, in regards to, you know, PT and stuff, the way that they've set up it for their personal trainers and the staff there is, you know, uh, pretty good. Yeah. Because I'm just wanting to start up. Um, you know, I think, obviously, it being commercial gym, there's nothing much that I can really do to change it, so... Um, you know, just starting off, building up my popularity, you know, building up a bit of experience is a good thing. Um, you know, but as soon as I can, I would want to branch out to having my own facility, you know, and doing something that I would know could really be changed, especially 
really, really easy example is, you know, the shit tons of equipment that we see that's worth like a couple grand that I don't even use, you know. Got multiple clients you're know, asking, you why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Because we don't, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not using any of the equipment here. Yeah, that's why. You know? yeah. yeah, man, there's a lot of wasted money and space in those gyms for sure. Um, are you on like a, a do they do a, um, is it like a, do you pay a weekly rent there, like a franchise fee almost? How does it work? Yeah, that's what I meant by, um, you know, it's a good place to start because yeah. fortunately for me, um, with the certain owner there, um, they've decided to not help the staff there with any lead generation. So it's yeah. very, very independent. But the, the upside to that is that, you know, um, no one pays rent there. You know, uh-huh. until long. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, in, that's inside. That is, um, that's a bit inside stuff there. Um, but, you know, yeah, most places would charge. Yeah. So unfortunately to be there. Keeping on that that style of gym you know for people that are listening you might have or they might currently work out at like a jets or you know a fitness first or those large style like crunch gyms um what do you think's wrong with those places in terms of you know the equipment that they have and the the, the layout of the facility like what would you kind of change if you could um going off the first question you know the commercial gyms are years behind they're just the same as you know uh, your mass media, you know, like your know, university is good, but you know, same as universities, they are years behind. You know, anything that's culturally led. So you know, we still have our, you know, our leg press. We still have our aspect machine. Great example. You know, we still have all that stuff that you know, anyone that's like finished their uni is actively coaching. You know, anyone that works in non-commercial gym knows that that stuff isn't needed and. You know, secondly, there's a million different ways you can train without having to use any of that equipment, you know? Like, so we've got all these machines that simply do not work, you know, when we compare them to, you know, some of the best athletes in the world, for example, mm-hmm. you know, then those guys aren't using those machines. They may use the machines, um, back, you know, but they're losing, like, a lot of simple equipment, you know, like doing things like Patrick Step Up, you know, deep range squat, they're doing Nordic curls, you know, mm-hmm. um, but lots of the general population doesn't understand, you know, that those exercises and that sort of equipment, usually dumbbells, a rack, and spring, you know, yeah. is much better than full scale, you know, 20, 40, 40k equipment. Yeah. yeah. Do, you reckon, um, do you reckon yeah. they're still stuck in, um, you know, this is, they're still stuck in that kind of bodybuilding kind of split days, upper, lower, you know, chest on Monday, legs on Tuesday. Do you think those style of gyms kind of are still stuck in the past in terms of the equipment that they've got there that, you know, the general population as well are kind of, that they just don't understand in terms of what equipment's right. They think that chest press is good or Smith machines are good or like all these different like leg press machines are necessary when, when I don't think they, they necessarily are. They've got their place, right? But, you know, I feel like some of those gyms might be still kind of holding on to some of that old school kind of, you know, mentality from the past. Do you feel the same at all? Absolutely, yeah. So if I had to put commercial gyms in a very simple term, I'd say, you know, they're years behind, as I said before, but that isn't everything. They've got the wrong equipment. They've got the wrong sort of exercise prescription, you know, and they've got the wrong sort of methods. Everyone that's training there that I know, I daily, you know, I ask people on a daily, like, what are you training today? And I constantly get, you know, I'm training biceps, triceps, or chest, or shoulders, I'm doing it, positive this. And, like, that is not effective training, you know. Um, like, the way that we should be training is, you know, full upper, full lower body, you know, everything. Um, and we should, un- we should be able to understand why we are training Know, why each exercise matters, why this amount of sets correct. Mm. Um, but, you know, the reason why that isn't happening is because, you know, exercise is considered as something that's, you know, um, very simple when, you know, unfortunately, and it's not governed by professionals, you know, those commercial gyms are not run by, you know, professional and committed coaches, you know, or managers to go, you know, this stuff actually works, you know, no, I'm getting rid of all my equipment or, you know, I'm completely scrapping, you know, this machine because I know the science behind it has changed or, you know, I'm scrapping this exercise. No one can do this exercise anymore because this one's better. Yeah. yeah. 
that doesn't happen in the gyms. They're staying the same. And yet everyone's just kind of sticking. So when they like find these new methods and you're like, oh, wow, they work. You're like, no, you know, the professional coaches in you know, world football, NBA do this. It's just, they don't release any of that to the public. You know, unfortunately, you know, things like Northern Curls and Patrick Step Up can be where like they were designed to be usually going to pop, but no one knows about it because those commercial gyms aren't on track, you know, with what is the best for their health. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, majority of people who have a gym membership, I mean, actually, I actually don't know the numbers, but, you know, those those gyms are still kind of doing doing well, I guess. I mean, those fitness first and those large-scale gyms still have people going there, but usually, you, like you said, it's uneducated people that don't know don't know what type of training they should be doing or they just watch, you know, something, some bodybuilding training. I think that's what it's like. And I worked in Brisbane in a fitness first more than 10 years ago and it was the same there what you just explained like the trainers would say the same stuff with you know monday chest you know tuesday back wednesday legs whatever it was um and i think the popularity will shift and i think it probably is shifting now particularly with what's going on in you know with with the with the lockdowns and stuff i think those community style kind of crossfit style gyms are going to thrive i think in the future even more because you've got usually you've got more educated people like if you just look within real movement community like some of the 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 guys that own gyms like those style of gyms are going to thrive because they're highly educated and there's people there that know how to train and exercise and you get a feel like you want to go and train there it's not a stale environment so i reckon eventually those gyms are going to do a lot better than than you know the, the fitness first and the jets that might still be kind of doing pretty well what do you reckon I think uh, that's definite, you know, you know um, one thing that comes with, you know, uh, good education is a lot of commitment, you know, if you weren't educated, you know that you're going to stay the same as a coach, you know, versus the guy that is like actively studying, actively changing himself, you know, he wants to change and he's showing he or she wants to change and they're, you know, uh, like every single couple of months, you know, they're different person. They've got clients getting results. They're just going to be worlds beyond the coach that may have changed experience, but he's never done anything. And that's the same in as a gym. You know, if you say the same, people will get bored of it. But if you're someone that's like actively putting your members on their toes and doing exciting stuff, really, really showing results, testing them, okay, those sort of people are going to come. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what have you noticed then with the style of training that you that you know now that you've learnt, say over the last six months, and and you're applying this to your clients? Have you noticed differences in in client retention or just how you know other trainers are training compared to what you're doing? Like, are you seeing differences? You know, like in in results in yourself or you know even in your clients or and stuff like that like can you see a bit of a bit of a a difference between what you know and what maybe some of these other trainers are seeing that don't have the same education as you yeah um i'd probably say like my current managers um i'm like the main trainer there obviously i've just taken it by storm you know um yeah like compared to you know when i look at my managers and some other pts that you know other gyms um they are, you know, somewhat getting the results, but, you know, even like previous uh, PTs that, you know, have now been you know, no longer working there, um, you know, I've managed to pick up their clients and I'm just getting, start, like the results for them are just skyrocketing, you know? Um, and, you know, some people, yeah, like one of my clients, you know, working through six years of knee pain and he's had people help him and he's had like no results and within six to eight weeks, he's actually got no knee pain now you know yeah um and that's been like a big indicator for some other people because you know lots of people didn't know me at first um but you know now people just start realize that you know my methods are not conventional you know i'm getting more attractive there so you know there's a lot of clients that are quite impressed you know with the new style of training that you know one university such as rural river you know has brought out because you know it's exciting stuff and they haven't seen it before. So it's something that, you know, brings a lot of curiosity to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome, man. Um, well, what do you love about like training 
training yourself and like, you know, working on self-development, what do you, what do you find, what do you find you love about it so much? I think um, there's probably like an innate passion that I have obviously for helping people. Um, I think, you know, uh, we've probably had to talk to this about a couple of weeks ago, you know, like what's your main motivator, whether it be uh, pain, you know, going through suffering, you need to have suffering, meaning that, you know, um, you're making mistakes to constantly improve, you know, or if it's pleasure, like, you know, you just love seeing something such as people thrive. And I think, you know, the main main motivator for me would be uh, pleasure. So, you know, like the fact that I'm getting such a positive feedback from this one thing, you know, being client, it's, you know, okay, you know, I'll keep doing more. You know, it's um, it's a whole psychological effect of everything at the you know, positive position. If you do, the more I do this, the more, you know, positive, the more food, you know, the more stuff I get out of it, you know. Um, you know, if you feed the dog, if you feed, you know, if you ring a bell and the dog, the dog knows that you're going to give it food when you ring the bell, you know, the more you do, it's going to get used to it. So that's the same thing, you know. The more clients I have, the more people I can help, you know, the more motivated I feel to keep going further. Um, and I think, you know, overall, for myself and for my clients, it makes people you know, want to improve themselves so much more. <clears throat> I mean, so with the thing of um, training, diet, mindset training, that's all important because, you know, if you find that you can improve yourself in the gym or improve your diet or improve your mindset, you're going to want to improve things outside of that. You know? So people that become, you know, better, they want to try, they want to try a sport, you know, they want to socialize more, um, you know, they may not want to drink as much, you know, they may want to improve their relationships. So it kind of like it's, you know, it branches out to the whole other aspects of life, you know, that people really, really struggle with, you know, if they're having a stressful, you know, day at work, they may want to go to the gym that, you know, relieve the stress, you know, and they get to socialize with their friends. It's such a big part, you know, that every single person in this whole world needs, you know, especially right now. You know, we need exercise. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent there. Like, um, like your your health, your personal health is the most important thing. And I think, you know, we're obviously coaches and trainers, and we can help people reach those goals. But the individual really needs to 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 want to change and make that shift. And it can be it, be, it can be very very hard to start sometimes, and to say put in a solid month of training and commitment, or a solid month of eating healthily. Um, you know, changing up your diet. But if you can just get through this is what i try and say to some of my clients is you've got to get through that first month or so and that momentum kicks in and it becomes easier and easier because you start to see those results but getting started is the hardest thing and like you said this current climate at the moment it's like health is the number one thing it shouldn't be it shouldn't be you know netflix and commercial tv it should be looking after yourself and and, and creating a resilient body and a resilient society and you know the more people we have like yourself who are, who are young and motivated to want to help and change people like the better. Cause you know, we need it. You're, you're the next generation of coaches coming up cause you're still, you know, you, you're only 19. So man, I mean, that's great. Like, I think it's great that you're doing well and you're, you're kicking some ass up there in Brisbane. I'm in Melbourne. So you're North of me. Um, yeah. Um, and talking about like a bit of mindset stuff, like, have you noticed over the years since you've become like a trainer and a coach, like how your mind just mindset has shifted at all? From Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for everyone that's watching right now, you can honestly say like, if you start exercising and you start working on your diet, you know, you do um, any sort of mindset work. So meditation, reading, journaling, it's going to make you a completely different person, you know? The reason, like, you know, uh, the reason why I started doing that was because, you know, I was struggling. I was looking for a method to improve myself, you know. So in the last few years, you know, when I was like 40K, 40 kilos, skinny as hell, got bullied, you know, because I was small and because of my face, you know, got clear palate. So um, that used to inhibit me a lot, you know. I had wonky teeth, everything, you know. Um, when I started exercising, when I started working my diet and when I started working my mindset, that was when... I wanted to improve other aspects of my life. I wanted a better job, you know? So 
you see how when I started, you know, getting an interest in sports and fitness and I saw how fun and how motivational it was to be healthy, I was like, HQ isn't good for me. I'm seeing, I work with people, old people that are getting sicker and sicker and I didn't want that. So like me getting better and better, I was like, this is the opposite. I'm getting better while these people are getting sicker, you know, this is not what I want at all, you know. So me exercising changed my job. It made me want to quit that entire career and go, I'm not doing my RN anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be a nurse, you know. I'm going to go do sports science, um, you know. And then it funneled me into wanting to, you know, grow my own business, being like, you know, I really, really want to take control of this. I don't want anyone else, you know, trying to control me, trying to control my finances, trying to, you know, um, you know, affect me in any sort of way. I don't want those bullies. I don't want, you know, some you know, manager that gives me some wage. You know, I want to be able to have my own life and manage it the way I want, you know. So by, you know, training and exercising properly and working my mindset you know i changed my job i changed my career you know i've even like met some new people you know i dumped a lot of people that i thought i knew because they just couldn't you know unfortunately they just wanted to say the same and i was like you know well i'm actively wanting to help people you know and i'm getting so much out of it you know and um you know even since then like the way i socialize my friends and family is so different you know like i'm willing i'm willing to help people mm. whereas before you know i was like i was just seeing people the same so you know seeing people get worse so um you know i think overall with exercise and you know being a healthier person is gonna really help you figure out what's best for you in terms of your career in terms of who your friends and family are you know so you start, uh, those are the other important factors you know and your recreational stuff, you know, if you if you really really want to go travel, you know, you feel motivated because you have a nice big body, so you know things like that. So yeah, nice. you know, those three things, yeah, health is a big factor that correlates to enjoyment in other factors. But as I said before, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me a bit, a little bit about you know maybe where you were those few years ago, like, and you said you were you were you were skinnier, where you were dealing with some body image issues back then. Because I mean, this is a big part of what I talk about in terms of optimized man, the program I have, and you know dealing with some of my clients and my my own history of body image issues. Um, you know, were you were you at a point like where you were you were you were kind of unhappy and you wanted to change? Like, what was going on back then? Like you mentioned that you were, um, you were, you know, you were 40 kilos and then you wanted to, you know, get a bit bigger. What start, tell me a little bit about that journey. I think, you know, that was a whole factor. Like when people are in such a bad state, you know, and there's, a, I, yeah, I was, I was 40 kilos. All I had was, you know, peanut butter. Um, you know, I could barely squat. Technique was off, you know, um, but I wanted to do something, you know, like I remember I hated soccer. When I was a kid, you know, so I was like 15, 16, 17. And I was like, you know, I want to do something with myself. You know, I want to, I want to improve myself some sort of way. Cause I really, really like soccer. And that's literally just where it came from. It's like, I love soccer. I want to be a better, way faster. You know? So I saw PT, you know, they helped me get faster. I was like, I like this stuff, you know, um, you know, I want to do sports science now. And like, yeah, it, it just stemmed from, starting to work on my health and realize that you know this shit is fun you know mm. if you play a sport it's especially nice it's really really easy to understand you know? like this stuff is fun you know i want to be better i was um you know always super competitive so yeah i was sitting at you know super skinny there was like all these negatives about me tons and tons of injuries you know i always had sore wrists or ankles sore knees you know i was i was fit and i wanted to run but i just couldn't do it you know um, and like that came, that came, um, as well with bullies, you know, there were times people that didn't appreciate me and like, it just went from, you know, instead of beating myself down about it, which I used to as a kid, you know, I just didn't want any of that. I didn't, I wanted to prove everyone wrong. So, you know, I started, uh, working on my health, you know, and, um, you know, even if you don't go down the road of coaching, you can still be like, okay, I want to go find a coach. I want to go find someone that can actually get me out of this hole. You know, mm -hmm. If friends and family can't help, go see, you know, 
go see a physio, you know, go start working with exercise scientists or some PT that really wants to help you. Because then, you know, it, it's, a, it's a gateway. You know, once you start playing your sport, once you start working out, once you start trying nutrition, you're going to want to try the other things, you know. And once you start, you really can't stop there. You know, two months in, you're like, what the hell was I doing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now I'm like, I'm sitting at, you know, 57 kilos, I think now. So it's probably 17 kilos. doesn't sound like a lot, but for me it is, you know. Um, and I'm benching, you know, my bench used to be like 20 kilos. Now I'm up to 100% body weight. And yeah. 15 sets, it's easy to help me now, you know. So, yeah, going from like, you know, all successful people, we all start off struggling. Mm. Um, for those who are listening, you know, we weren't successful. Like we weren't born super muscly and, you know, we weren't born, you know, with, high intelligence we have to go find ourselves so it doesn't matter how much you know right now um it matters that you want to learn and you want to change and having like you nearly uh, you're having that mindset of you know i need to change and having the ability to think to yourself you know where do i start looking that's where you need to be at you know for anyone starting if you're fat if you're skinny if you're like ask yourself where can i start who can help me yeah you know? And that's the thing, like you mentioned, um, you enjoy it now. And I've always, I was similar to you. Like I was, I played a lot of sports in high school and, you know, I was, you know, into a lot of, a lot of different sports and, you know, into BMX and stuff. I had a few injuries, but I was always very, very self-conscious of, you know, of my chest and, you know, what I always thought everyone was looking at me and I was scared to go to swimming carnivals and all that stuff. But my dad, um, luckily, he was always working out or he had weight. So that kind of introduced me to it. And once I started doing it, and because I was already into sports, I, I, got into, I got into enjoying it quite quickly. And for some people, this kind of grinds my gears sometimes. Some people view um, exercise and health as like a chore or a burden. Like it's this really hard thing to obtain and, and, and get into. Like it's it's, oh, it's, I've got to do exercise. It's like, well, I try and get people to question themselves in terms of like, well, if you just started and I mean, how many different types of exercise or how many different types of mindfulness training are there? There's thousands, there's millions of ways you can start. You've, and if you want it enough and you, like you said, you ask yourself those questions, like how do, can I improve rather than looking at someone on Instagram or in a magazine or a movie that's jacked and ripped and they have the body that you want to desire. Like, that can be a little bit, you know, defeating sometimes. If you just ask those questions like, well, where do I, what can I do today to start? The doors open up to possibilities of different ways of training, different ways of, you know, looking after your mental health, you know, just that you could just rattle off the different things that you can start with. So if people are out there listening, they do want to change. Like you said, it's like, ask yourself the questions and things happen for you, but you've got to kind of start that journey somewhere. Um, which is great. It's awesome that you've, you know, you've had that, that journey from somewhere where you weren't happy to somewhere like now where you're absolutely thriving and, you know, you're still only 19. So you've got so much more to learn and grow. So it's, it's really good to hear, man. I think you, mm -hmm. I think you're a good inspiration for, for young men too, that are kind of might, you know, might be where you were a few years ago, really. Um, so um, what kind of actions, this is just a question I have written down, you know, in, that have you dealt with, with like ne negative thoughts running through your head? Maybe you can think of things in the past, like what kind of things would you do to try and, you know, uh, deal with some of your negative thought patterns? Um, I'd probably say, uh, it's kind of funny, like, you know, you can rather sulk about it, you know, if you get bullied, whatever, wherever you're at now. Um, or you can drink a cup of concrete, you know, <laughs> and don't play the pity game. You know, so, some of the friends said to me the other day, you know, um, they said, uh, I think I said something about having a six pack and I was like, oh, you know, just, I don't have that, you know, just being, um, uh, what's the word, you know, humble. And he was like, mate, I don't play the pity game. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to play your little pitiful game and, you know, sulk about it with you, you know. And I think, um, you know, yeah, so like with negative mindset, you know, it, it purely comes from yourself to actually believe in what other people say, you know, because 
I think as humans, we aren't actually mean as we actually aren't uh, mean enough to ourselves, you know, um, to think badly of our image or our person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it always comes from others, you know. If, if someone tells you that you're, you know, you're too skinny, you know, or you're fat, um, you, you like when you're born, you're never going to think, oh, you know, I'm fat or skinny. It's always going to come from someone else, you know. So it's a matter of going, you know, that person's feedback isn't constructive at all. It's not helpful, you know. Why would I believe it? You know, it's complete bullshit. Um, so I can honestly say for people like drink a cup of concrete, you know, think about what you really need to do. And the people that are going to put you down, like they are honestly, they're not going to change. Mm. Just, just you wait and see for when you start changing yourself. And in like two, three months time, you know, every single week when you're constantly improving yourself, mm. those are going to be the exact same people, you know? Um, so like whenever I'm picked on me, it just, you know, maybe want to prove them wrong. <laughs> I'm competitive in that way. You know, if someone tells you, you know, that you're not worth it, you're not good enough in some factor, you know, just think of them, okay, you know, their feedback isn't constructive, you know, it's something, you know, it's it's negative for starters, um, it's, they're not intending to help me, you know, and yeah, they can constantly waste their time bullying me or affecting me or other people in other, you know, negative ways, you know, but I'm going to go improve myself um, and you're going to say the same, you know, and it's not a matter of, you know, uh, you know, getting revenge on them. It's just like, yeah, well, I've got better things in life than to think about you right now. Yeah. You know? Um, so when people do give you those negative, you know, those negative comments or, you know, someone is pointing you down, drink a cup of concrete, you know, ignore what they're saying, walk away and um, work on yourself, you know, because you're going to win. End of the day, they cannot do it. You can't do a thing if there's only one person, you know, yeah. uh, arguing. There's only one person in the room, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't do much. Yeah. So yeah. um motivate yourself, you know. Get yourself on board, get your life on track, focus on you, and you will win hundred percent every single time. Mm. Yeah. And that kind of plays the opposite side of that would be how important it is for you to surround yourself with people that are where you want to be, you know, this kind of plays into having a mentor. But if you're if you're listening to those bullies and those negative uh, comments and you're taking them on and it's really playing tricks on your mind, then you're going to kind of turn into what those comments are. Do you know what I mean? But if you can kind of, like you said, ignore them, drink your cup of concrete, get on with your life and, and, and improve yourself, then you are going to improve. But if you can find someone, you know, just say a young person looking up to you or myself, and we might be where they want to be. Do you know what I mean? And if you can start to surround mm-hmm. yourself with those people that are where you want to be, if it's your finances, your your physical, you know, physical kind of body and your body image, um, relationships, then you're going to emulate that and grow. So, um, do you have like, do you have any mentors around you or anything, anyone that's important that you kind of look up to at the moment that's really kind of pushing you along? Um, absolutely. I think you know. Um, I've had mentors in the past, like uh, Todd Jarrett is a, you know, lecturer from Sunny Coast. He really got me pumping, you know. I think um, the lads at Brew Movement are amazing, you know. Um, like, yeah, they they actually helped me learn a lot. I think um, a lot of motivation is going to come from yourself, but surrounding yourself, as you said, with those good people, when you start building that good social group, you know, the negative aspects that we talked about just before, they become redundant. Like they're no longer in your mind. You know, so, you know, first off, you're thinking about trying to get away from that negativity. Once you're away and you're in a different social circle with good people, such as, you know, any any coach, you know, any physiotherapist, and some nutritionists want to help your friends and family that love you. Um, yeah, that negativity, like it's not even in your mind. You're mm. too, you're having too much fun in this social group, you know, and you're, you know, enjoying yourself too much to even think about you, know, the um, the other people that you just left behind, you know. So, um, and then like being uh, associated with positive people, you know, they're going to want to push you further, you know. Um, and when you get, you know, positive pleasure from those people, it is a key motivator. Mm. that you know everyone needs to drive themselves um we 
uh, you know, as a species, we are best in groups, 100%. So never leave yourself alone. As soon as you leave, you know, that negative life behind, start finding people that are really going to love you back, you know, and you'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. No, it's great. I've definitely noticed it as well. Like, you know, I was doing PT for for years and I never really had anyone, you know, to to kind of look up to in terms of like where I wanted to go. Like I'd listen to a lot of like Paul Check and, you know, a bunch of other, um, you know, health and fitness people in the, in the kind of, I guess, the area, if it was guests that Joe Rogan had on or other other podcasts I was listening to. But I haven't realized the power of a mentor properly until like the start of this year when I did um, sign up to Real Movement and Keegan Smith, you know, for me, I find him, you know, very, very inspirational and someone that I can, you know, kind of mirror a little bit with what he does. And it's really, it's really uh, boosted my confidence and my business and my, I guess, just myself and my training because there's someone that I can look up to that is in a position where I would say like, I would like to be in a couple of years or five years or something. And like anyone out there listening, I, I highly recommend, you know, finding some mentors, even if it is like a, someone that might be seen as a celebrity, but is, you know, a healthy celebrity or someone that preaches really, really positive types of messages, like, you know, kind of aspire to be like that and, and, and surround yourself with, with those, with that energy and that those types of people, because it, it, it can change your life really. For me, it personally has like, I always knew about mentors and how important they were, but I haven't been able to experience it properly until, you know, this year. And it's, it's great. So yeah, man, it's good stuff. Um, so how do you, do you ever find yourself, you know, now that you're, you know, you are, you're pretty pumped, you, you know, you're, you're on a really good path. Like, do you, do you ever find yourself having some down days where you need to pick yourself up and motivation might lack? I definitely think so. Um, the key thing with understanding when you do have down days, you know, you, you, um, you want to understand why. And so, so lots of people think you um, are having a bad day. You honestly always have to think about why. So was it because you got up late today, you know, out of bed today, and now you're a little bit late for work so you can train? Yeah. So you're really annoyed that you can train. That's a key thing to understand. So if you're having a bad day, it's because you missed something. Yeah. It's because something isn't working. As soon as you recognize why, um, it helps you, one, Tell other people, you know, why are you having a bad day? You know, if it's your partner, they're going to be like, are you mad at me? It's like, no. Um, like, I literally just, I was late for work today. So, you know, um, a client had to, you know, client was angry at me. So that's why I'm so annoyed today. I hate it when I am late for class, you know. Um, and the second thing is that you're able to reflect. So those bad days are in, in one way, your good days, you know. I honestly, I've made this quote up myself, but I say that, you know, every bad moment is your opportunity. Like every single moment of your day, including the bad ones, especially the bad ones, are an amazing opportunity for you to change, you know? Yeah. So, you know, when you have a bad day, just think about what's going on, what have I missed, what's something that I'm not doing that I'm usually doing. Um, what's something that is stressing the hell out of me? Go and fix it, and go and think about how you can improve your day. You know, how you can better yourself the next time. So, you know, if it's uh, a French, okay, I know that I'm not going to talk to those types of people anymore. I don't want to associate myself. That's why I'm having a bad day. Now that they're out of my life, life is turning better. Okay, you know, another thing is I might go to bed early. You know, that's another example. So then I don't miss training, so I can up early. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly preach your every single moment of the day is an opportunity to change, especially those bad ones. Yeah. 100%. See, bad days are good days. You see, that's my mentality. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to look at it. And another thing is like, you, like you, we kind of preach, you know, positivity and, you know, like, um, you know, being healthy, staying, staying fit, having a positive mind mindset. But we all, everyone has bad days, right? You can't beat yourself up when you have them. Like, the, the, the mm. most positive people, the most richest, famous, happy people, they all have bad days. So it's going to happen. You've just got to, 
like you said, be aware of it and, and take the steps to, to realize like, well, you know, I can start right now to shift it or what can I do to, to make sure the rest of the day is good or knowing like, all right, I'll go to bed a little bit earlier tonight. So tomorrow I wake up with more energy. So everyone has bad days. It's just, just part of life really. But that's good, man. Some good tips there for sure. Um, so tell me a little bit about your favorite, some of your favorite ways to, you know, what, favorite exercises, favorite movements at the moment. You mentioned ATG split squat before, which is a great exercise for knee health. Do you have anything mm. else that you're currently doing that, um, that you're really enjoying? Like if it's your juggling or your handstands? I can honestly say to um, keep it simple for people, you know, I think the favorite way that I like to train is to train every single muscle group. Yeah. So, you know, um, for anyone that's watching, if you guys are constantly doing triceps, like three to six days a week, you're doing it too much. You know, um, if you're doing dips or if you're doing chest press, like do it once a week, man. Uh, don't do it like two, three times a week. You're wasting your time. You're splitting up your effort into you know, three or four ways. You're only going to, you know, you're, 25% effort if you do it for three, four days a week, okay? Um, do it once a week. Like, so for my favorite way of training is do everything just once. Yeah. If you want to train another body in the next two days, you know, um, then think about some other exercises that you can do for upper body. So, you know, the best way I train is always upper, lower, upper, lower. That's the way that I go with it. Every single day has a different sort of exercise. Now, if, if people are lost on what exercises to do, that is where you go seek a coach. You know, if you're thinking, how else can I do a chest, you know, how else can I do a chest exercise, you know, and not do chest press, chest flies, you've got to really think outside the box. So seeing a coach, you know, would be someone uh, who would be really, really educational for that. Because then, you know, they go chest press one day, push ups the next day. Um, and I think that's the, my favorite way of training is yeah. to train everything once um, and train, you know, by everything. I mean, every single muscle group and you will get stronger. If you leave out a muscle group such as your hip flexors or your tibialis or, you know, another aspect is you know, your obliques, they're not going to get stronger. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you're not going to get the beach body you want if you do not train your full body. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you, would you recommend doing like, if you go upper, lower, upper, lower, would that up first upper day be a lot more intense? You go hard on that upper day and then the next lower day you go hard, but then the, then the next two upper, lower, you will pull it back a bit. So you're just making sure at least once a week you're going quite hard on, on you know, each body part. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I do, you know, one session a day, doing two sessions a day, you're, you're not doing that. You know, one session a day should be fine. Um, never go all out and never go too easy during the week. You know, So depending on how much you work per day, just understand when you have the energy. So if it's a good day, if you know you haven't got much else on, if you know that you know, you're not starting too much and work is okay, then, yeah, start your week off with you know, your hardest session. So, you know, your squats chest press, etc. you know? And yep. you can still come back later on the Thursday or Friday and still work your chest and lower body. But instead of that, do something like a Patrick step up or, you know, uh, some push-ups. Yep. They still work for chest, but they are much easier than lifting a bar. And same as the Patrick step up, it still works your quads and your knees. Um, you know, not, your, not your knees, but, you know, your quad muscles, your BMO. Um, but it is easier than doing a split squat. Mm. Yeah, you can do Patrick step up all day if you're good enough. You know, mm. so there's still many ways to train, and you're not tiring yourself out every single week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. Um, so if you could open up your own facility tomorrow, what would you what would your facility look like? Just give us a little bit of a quick run through of your your dream gym. My dream gym. Um. It would be like quite spacious. So um, I would sit out with several racks, some barbells. I have some gymnastic rings. You know, I'm talking equipment wise. Um, I have a few uh, Nordic bars from Michael. I, I know he loves to make those. Um, I get my kids 
you know, myself kitted out with all the room and the gear. Um, and, you know, I would honestly, like, I'd probably use, you know, a couple grand's worth of equipment because that's what you need, you know. Um, and the community that I'd want there would be, you know, to see everyone improve. You know, I want some people that have lots of energy. So I think, you know, that's an important aspect, you know. Um, I guess, yeah, that's pretty simple, you know. Go to uh, room and gear and you'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Lots of floor space. I love, I love a spacious gym. <clears throat> um, Sorry? No, I was going to say, I love, I love a, like a nice spacious gym, you know, with, you know, just the, the, the basics that you need. I mean, mm, my, my, my dream gym would have a little bit of area to do some jujitsu and some um, MMA or boxing sparring. But one day, one day. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is like, you know, just, I think this is an interesting question. I like to ask trainers or coaches, like, what do you think the future of kind of gyms are looking like? I know I mentioned before, like those community style CrossFit gyms, I think are going to be more and more popular, but in terms of what's going on at the moment, do you feel that there's going to be less gyms open once this kind of virus stuff kind of might blow over a little bit? Do you think there's going to be less or more gyms opening? What do you think? It's a good question. Um, and I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm not running a gym myself, but I think, um, you know, as you said before, there is a transition into the, you know, seemingly less popular, but, you know, obviously the uh, non-commercial gyms. You know, I think uh, it's going to take a while to, you know, for people to understand, you know, that, you know, the smaller gym down the road is, you know, functioned by a really, really good coach and they seriously know their stuff. Mm. You know, way more than the guy that's working at, uh, you know, Good Life, yeah, you know, or whatever it is, you know. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, there is, there's going to be like gym, more gyms opening up, but nobody really wants to own a commercial gym right now. It's so much better to own your own facility because you are the owner, so you, that's where you get that sense of control. Of it. Mm. What equipment? What equipment am I going to have? How spacious is going to be? Who am I going to lend to my gym? You know. Commercial gyms, they don't, um, they will not kick people out because they pay money. Mm. There are certain people there, you know, that should not be in gyms, but they stay there, you know, unless they seriously do something wrong. Mm. Um, but, you know, if it was my gym, I'd be like, no, I would not take people like that. It might absolutely happen. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens in terms of, you know, I know it's pretty hard to come by fitness equipment at the moment because so many people have bought it to have their own kind of mini gym set up like I have, like their own garage set up. So I would be, I'd be, I'm wondering if people are going to either continue to train at home and maybe have an online coach because they've got the equipment or there's going to be a lot of secondhand equipment for sale for us when, um, when gyms reopen. It'll be interesting to see what happens because it's hard to come by a good watt rack at the moment or a set of kettlebells, that's for sure. Exactly. Yeah, you just have to be um, smart with that. I think for the people that are training at home right now, uh, you know, like continue training at home, you know, if you have the equipment available, use it. The mm. only other thing that you would need would be a coach. You know? mm. A coach is going to drive you. They know what to do in that sort of time. You know? We know what to do with limited equipment. You know, ben Patrick, he knows exactly what to do if you're stuck at home and you have like next to nothing in the table or the chair. Yeah. Um, so having your own equipment is, uh, you know, if, if anyone does at the moment, they can honestly put it straight ahead. Yeah. Easier. Um, have an online coach help you and instead of investing your like 10 to $15 per week by the gym, you can just invest that, you know, a little bit more and you can basically get a coach. Yeah. Or maybe 30, maybe 30, $40 more. Yeah. Will, you know, train your online five days a week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be interesting times over the next few years. Um, so run us through your um, your kind of average day, you know, starting from when you wake up, what your morning routine is until you kind of like go to bed at night. What, what are you currently doing at the moment to get yourself pumped up? And, you know, what's your routine like? Um, I'd say for, for the morning routine, you know, um, what time have you a routine. Yeah. Oh, what time, what time do you do get up? It varies, you know, it's something that I'm working on. Um, 
I can honestly say that like the best way to get up, you know, is going to be to have a routine. So, you know, set uh, consistently get up every single time, you know, at the same time, go to bed at the same time, you know, and, and follow routine throughout the day. So, you know, training first up, have some water, you know, uh, do some flexibility work, you know, uh, have some bone broth at night if you feel it. You know, big meal, you know, maybe do a bit of study for uni, um, you know, go to bed after that, you know, uh, make sure you socialize as well. But I can say, you know, uh, like this isn't really, I guess, you know, giving someone like my routine is a bit different because, you know, everyone else has everything different on the day. Some people have to work, some people have to work at 6 a.m. in the morning, so they can't do the same uh, checklist as I do. But I can honestly say, you know, understand what you need to do every single day throughout the week. And um, write up yourself. Like, if you want to get something done, if you want to train, if you want to study, if you want to you know, eat well, you know, write up a checklist for how you're going to operate your next 24 hours. Yeah. So, you know, really discipline yourself. You know, if you start off the day well and you go, I'm studying between then and I'm training between then, you're going to get it done. If you just study randomly, it's going to take, like, an extra hour or two to get it done. And I always hope that, you know, you, you lose focus, you know, you go on Instagram, you watch YouTube for a bit whilst you're training you kind of give up on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you if you really set yourself a deadline, you're like, oh I have to get this done. I should you know shit, you know, I've worked soon, you know. Except instead of work, it's like, oh no, I've got to study soon after this. So yeah. I've got to get it done now. Okay. So uh, that's my morning routine. So what's your what what do you do then? Run run us through your average day, your usual day. From what time do you wake up to the end of the end of the day? Um, I've actually got it here, so I'll show you actually. You'll have to talk about it because people will be listening to this. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, let's switch it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So basically, I'll read off. So I start my day um, with I basically have like study, my PT, my exercise, my marketing, Instagram, and then socialize. So, Basically, on the day, depending on what it is, it varies. I um I have it there, and what I do is I number it differently in each day, so or the night before. So I'll basically you know eight o'clock night right before I go to bed. You know, okay, I'll say okay, you know, tomorrow we have an early PT, so that's number one. And as soon as we get that done, we're going to study, and then we're going to exercise you know afterwards, and then we're going to get you know my Instagram marketing socialization all done in one block. So then I finish at two. I finish everything at two p.m. Okay? I can do whatever I want after that, you know. Um, and yeah, it feels great to be able to get your whole done day, your whole day done, right? Mm. By you know, twelve o'clock mm. or you know, two p.m. Sometimes it's different though. Mondays, you know, um, my PT sessions are at seven a.m. They go all the way until five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there isn't really much time to do much. So I know. For me, instead of studying first, it's training first. Yeah, yeah. You know, Instagram first, you know. I study last right before I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Did I see that you were up at 4 a.m. this morning? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, to watch the Champions League, you know. Um, I think for me, I would love to start working and getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Around nice. 5 a.m., 5.30, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My partner gets up at four thirty on the daily, so um, I have to work my way towards that. You know. Yeah. And I'd like to be someone that trains before I go out on my day. You know. And w- once I do training, I have only two hours of study. I can do whatever I want. So yeah. else very easy to do. Yeah. Um. So whatever your day is, um, just make sure it's structured. For sure. Well, before I let you go, then let's. Let's, I want you to give a little bit of a, maybe some tips on someone. I know you've kind of already talked about it throughout this podcast, but just to finish off, you know, if, if you were talking to yourself, you know, two, three years ago or someone that, you know, you know, one is, is at any age, anyone that's looking at wanting to get started, you know, to improve their life, like what are some basic tips you can give to them to get started? Go find a coach. Yeah. To start this. Um, you know, I think uh, we shouldn't pretend, like, people should not pretend that they know better than the guy or girl that's studying and is actually professional in that area, you know. 
So when you see, you know, a PT, especially someone from real moment, you know, a PT or, you know, an exercise scientist, trust they know their stuff. And they have to, they also have to show themselves when they know it. But, you know, um, look for those people, look for a mentor, you know, because, you know, their you know, exercise, it is a science. There is science behind it that people like us seriously do understand. So I can say for people starting out, you know, is basically um, go find a coach. And once you find a coach that you like, start training with them. Start your accountability with them. Second thing to get the rest of your life sorted is organize your finances. That is the most important thing for people. Like so many people, I can't afford a PT. I can't, you know, um, you know, I can't do this. I can't afford gym membership. You know, I can't buy gym equipment. It's because you don't manage your finances. You totally can. You probably spend about $200 more than you really should. So what you need to do is bring up an Excel sheet, write down everything that you need to spend. So you've got rent, car, food, whatever. How much you need to spend you know, per fortnight and put that amount into your account. Don't spend any more than that. And then leave some. So like deliberately leave X amount of money, 50, 100 bucks you know, per fortnight as your pocket money, whatever you want. Put the rest in the savings and you'll start earning money. Mm-hmm. Okay? You'll start actually saving some profit. Okay? So that savings money or that pocket money, you know, I bet you most people could easily take off like 50 to 100 bucks per fortnight. Easy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's enough for a personal training you know, of any kind yep. to go for. So, you know, as I said before, my tips are go find a coach understand you know if they are motivated make sure that they're motivated make sure they seriously know their stuff and they can actually help you like if you have a problem that coach should be able to go i know the perfect way to be able to help you you know and when you sign up for that coach go organize your finances so you can make that money so you can spend yours a week you know and then next thing of course i would say um would be happy daily checklist on board so then throughout the week, you know exactly how much money you're spending. You've got your exercise in check, you know, and you're doing, um, you're, you're constantly improving yourself daily. Nice. Now you've got your life in check. Now you're fully in control. You know? mm-hmm. um, you're going from, I don't know what to do to like, you know, oh, I have someone that does, you know, I have a coach that helps me. Um, you know, I can go spend, you know, my $50 without stressing, you know, and I can see for the coach. Yeah, nice. So get a trainer or a coach, get your finances, educate yourself on money, get your finances sorted and have a, an accountability or a checklist for you to get done every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty good, man. I reckon that's a good start for some people. And from there, it just kind of just snowballs if you can stick to it for a while. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're, a, you're an example of that. So am I. And, you know, the great thing I think is, yeah, ask. If you need assistance with something is ask. And that comes into that kind of uh, idea of, you know, getting a coach, like asking someone for assistance and help, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I've battled with it in the past. You think, oh, I don't want to ask for help. And, you know, you think you can just do everything. But you ask those questions, you ask for help, and then those, then, then you get good answers. So it's good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go, where can... Um, where can people find you? You know, just tell, tell us where you're training again, you know, your Instagram handles or your social media handles so people can get in touch with you. Oh yeah. So I'll, I'll write it down. Um, yeah, I'm basically based in Brisbane, uh, gingerly in Dara. Um, I work online though. So like the options I have clients can easily work online. So, you know, as I've been talking to you um, personally, you know, uh, there's lots of software that you can use online to help people, you know, they're at the home or, you know, even if they're at the gym, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, but everyone can always contact me via my Instagram. That is the best way. What's your Instagram handle? Let people say it out loud so people can hear too. Yeah. So it is um, Coach Charlie, except, except Coach Charlie is with a one. Because okay. the L was already taken. So I'm thinking of changing that name, but that's where you can find me on Instagram. Coach Charlie. And whether, yeah, whether you have pain 
willing to lose weight or develop yourself as an athlete, you know, um, I'm able to train people you know, online and face to face, you know, and the same as yourself. So um, I'm with Real Remit. So if you guys get in contact with anyone from Real Remit, they'll easily be able to, you'll be able to find me and especially other coaches can help as well. For sure. So, For sure. Yeah, we're band of coaches working together. Yeah. We oh. have our own mentors as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, coaches and trainers do have their own coaches and trainers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks for um, sitting down, mate, today and sharing your story and giving us some good tips on, you know, health and fitness. It was, it was really good to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be, yeah, I'm gonna be sharing this on um, uh, Instagram. I'll share it on Spotify where people can listen to it on Spotify and iTunes. And, um, you know, mm. we'll be able to hopefully some people can listen to it and get motivated. I actually think, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on board as well, you know, as it was like out of blue, but I was like, hell yes, I'd love to be on the podcast, you know, um, yeah. for someone to ask me, you know, do you actually know a little bit about something? I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know as much as Ben, I didn't know, know as much as Keegan, but, you know, I definitely um, have a perspective. And I think um, sure. I was talking to Ian the other day, I literally had a Zoom call with him. I was, he just started following me on Instagram and I was like, um, and I was like, dude, let's just talk two and a half hours later. I did not get training done. And I did, but yeah, well, I went off track. So I was really annoyed that day, but you know, that's um, the thing, that's the thing about podcasts. It's like, everyone's got a unique story. Like I would love to interview a lot of my clients. You know, I do, I have before, but everyone's got an interesting story and background, even if it is, you know, from where they grew up overseas to how they've overcome adversity. So I just like to share these stories. So yeah thanks again absolutely i think people having other perspectives you can always learn from them yes no matter how many years experience you have in something you know if you listen to another perspective um you're likely to learn something yeah for sure man all right mate we'll speak soon all right thanks for so much for that eon i'll catch you later man what another awesome podcast there thanks to charlie for sharing his story Now, if you guys want to find Charlie and know more about him, or if you're up in Brisbane and you want to get some personal training and coaching by him, check out his Instagram handle, which is coach underscore Charlie. And the L in Charlie is the number one. Check him out there on Instagram, guys. See what he's up to. Give him a follow. Give him a shout out. Get in contact with him if you need to, okay? Hope you guys really enjoyed that podcast. I'm always enjoying doing these and sharing other people's journeys and stories. Now remember, find this podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, give it a rating, give it a review, go follow all my guests, see what they're up to, and I hope everyone's inspired and ready to do the best that they can. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace.